What the hey? It's the SVU After Show, and we are back right here on AfterBuzz TV. Everybody's got daddy issues today because we are talking season 20, episode 11, Plastic, and season 20, episode 12, Dear Ben. So I guess uh, call your father, tell him you love him. Let's talk, SVU! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello and welcome back! It's time for SVU. I was not prepared for this music. I wasn't either, but it's fine. We'll go with it. We'll roll with it. All right. It's the SVU After Show. I'm Yael Teagle. I'm so happy to be back. It's been too long. I'm here with Taylor Gates. What's up, guys? I'm Hello. so pumped. This is great. We're back. We are back. Um, and what's fun is that, that you haven't seen the whole rest of the season. I have. I've been saving them <laughs> up so I could watch them right before we do the show because I'm like, I know that I will get them confused. Like, I want them to be fresh. So, and you're welcome. I did you a service. You did us a service. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> so accurate. All right. Let's jump into season 20, episode 11, Plastic. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> the, my first note is we open on girl on girl action. Yeah, we do. Thank you. I NBC. appreciated it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of this episode overall? I really liked this episode. I like the twists and turns. I, for like once in my life, I kind of did see the twist coming. Like, I'm not good at guessing <laughs> twists. I think you all know that. Like, all of my predictions are like way off. But I was like, ooh, maybe it's like the same girl. Like, maybe Sadie was, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of called it. And I was very proud of myself. I'm proud of you as well. Did you call it? Oh, of course I did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Figures. Um, I. Actually, really like this episode. This episode felt like an old school SVU, yeah. the way that it, it used to be. Agreed. I loved it. Me too. Um, all right, let's start it. So we open on girl on girl action. Yes. Um, and then it's like this super attractive party. Yeah, honestly, I was like, well, this looks <clears> fun. I appreciate that um, the girl who we later discover is named Ava. Yeah. Is like everyone's so attractive. <laughs> yeah. That's New York. It's New York, guys. That's what I hear about New York. Yeah. Everyone's real good looking. That's how it goes. Terrifying. They're, and they're making like <laughs> blue mules. Like it sounds pretty sounds pretty good drinks too. Yeah. I, I like later when we get an explanation as to what this party was because I didn't understand how this woman is throwing a party in her home and doesn't know the people at the party. I mean, that happens though. I guess more in like high school you would think that would happen, but. But also when that happens, the person who brought you introduces you to the host. <laughs> Not these people. No, like, it, it felt like um, it, they're all adults, so it felt odd that this party... Yeah, it wasn't very... It wasn't, like, as sophisticated. Right, especially for, like, such professionals. Yeah, exactly. But we're not New Yorkers. What do we know? Yeah, true. That could be how it is there. Maybe that's just L.A. manners. <laughs> Introducing people? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, we follow this girl who's wasted. She's running around New York ringing doorbells. Um, and we find out her name is Ava. She woke up in a strange bed with her ankles tied. Um, and she remembers that the guy smelled sweet like Gucci Rush. Gucci Rush. Are you familiar with Gucci Rush? I'm not. Is that real? I don't know. I don't know. They make up some weird <laughs> stuff on the show. So, like, I would not be surprised if that was just, like, some random thing they decided to name. Um, I, yeah. Face space. Face space. <laughs> um, but it's, but it's, but Gucci's real. Exactly. No, no, no. What was the product placement going on here? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I wasn't not sure that the 
that Gucci wants to be like would appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Where's like the, the laws? Maybe they were mad. They were like, Gucci didn't want to sponsor us, so let's put their name in. Maybe. We don't know. I love it. Um, So she remembers that her hands were pinned down and that they were taking turns. It was a couple, a man, and a woman, and they raped her. And at this moment, I went, what a clever plot. There's the twist. Yeah. There it is. We haven't had this before. Have we never had it before? I'm sure we've had it before. We've. I don't believe we've ever had... Guys, tell us in the comments. Um, I'm... Almost positive we've never had okay. a man and a woman raping a girl together. Interesting. It's I don't I can't recall <laughs> one either, but I'm just like there's been like four hundred. Like you would think there would have been like one or two slipped in there. Yeah, but I feel like I would remember that. That's true. You are the like encyclopedia. Thank you. Um so I really enjoy this. We found out that it is Dr. Heath Barron, who is a celeb plastic surgeon. He's been on TV, and Sadie Parker, who runs Sadie's Sugar Shack. And makes cupcakes. Of course she does. I mean, why isn't she a model? Yeah, well, she probably does that, too. She's probably like an Instagram model who, like, does both. That's so what that, I assumed. That's so great. Um, so we find out that Sadie gave Ava a drink from her water bottle. And no why do you have a water come... bottle? Excellent question. This party. I mean, in case you are too dehydrated. Just, like, a plastic water bottle? Like, one of, like, the I nice assumed, ones? No, I assumed it was, like, a, like a plastic 20... 29 cent. I don't know what year this is. Um, 99 cent, like, plastic bottle. Okay. That's what I assumed. That's great. Do you think that she has, like, a fancy... I mean, didn't That's what I figured. If she's, like, this fancy person running, like, a cupcake shop and, like, figure she has one of those, like, ones that keeps it cold, like, 48 hours or whatever. In her purse that she takes to a party? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, that seems weird, but... Okay. I don't know. Interesting. We can debate the water bottle all day, okay? (laughs) Um, so... Then we have this weird, I really appreciate the way that, like, every time the um, interrogations went down, they were very unique. Yes. So, like, we have Dr. Heath explaining sex can be complicated. <laughs> and and Sadie also just really explaining, like, you know, how open she is and how sexual. and Like, very, considering you're being <laughs> interrogated for rape. Right. So she's, okay. like... Ava said I was hot, and she said that he was hot, and then she mentioned that she had a three-way in college. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I have a great <clears throat> yes. quote that I need to bring up, because, you know, I'm, like, the queen of, like, yeah, the insane of quotes. Three-ways are illegal now? I thought this was New York, not Texas. Are three-ways illegal in Texas? No, but, like, just, like, <laughs> I don't think so. Tell us if you're from Texas. <laughs> I don't think so, but, I mean, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was, like, whew, way to slam Texas. I mean, but also, really good point, three-ways are very legal where I live. Yeah. I feel like they're legal everywhere. Um, I mean, in the U.S. I would assume that states that have, like, sodomy laws probably have three ways not allowed. Interesting. Right? I don't know. I do. I wouldn't... I don't know, honestly. <laughs> we should look into it, I guess. These are very excellent questions. These are very We important. ask the hard questions We do. Here. The hard-hitting journalism, you guys. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so she's talking about how, like... You know, they're they're so fluid and they love, you know, adventure. And Dr. Heath says that they've been together for so long um, that, you know, Sadie says, add sugar to maintain freshness. She's a baker. That's why. Oh, thank you. I didn't I didn't understand the reference. (laughs) Oh, that's that's something I wasn't clear on. Thank you so much for just like circling back to the (laughs) fact that she does indeed have a cupcake place. (laughs) Add sugar to maintain freshness. She's a baker. 
That's why. I get it. Thank you. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and then he gets all in a huff. I have a public profile. She wants something. And she keeps this up, keeps this up. I'm going to have to call my lawyer. It looks like someone is looking up the whole Oh laws. my gosh, thank you, Steph. Steph? Uh, thank you, that's our engineer, <clears throat> Steph, in the booth, looking up three-way laws. What laws do you, have you found? I haven't found any that are illegal. I know that in Texas, this was in 2016, so they might have changed it. <clears throat> no more than six dildos were al- are allowed in one household. I did, I did actually know, know that, that one. <laughs> Why? What is the reason? Texas. Brothel. I'll Texas keep looking there. into this, you Thank guys, you. and circle back with me in a few minutes. Thank you. I know that there are weird rules that, that have been in place uh, to, like, stop brothels. So, for example, yeah. um, in San Francisco, you couldn't have frat houses. Yeah, because... we couldn't have a sorority house where I live either because oh, really? of that. If you have more than five, I think it was five women in a house, it's a brothel. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's not how that works, guys. It's not, not necessarily true, but okay. It's on the books. Although women living in a house does not equal brothel. That's what you think. I should live in <laughs> houses? I don't I was gonna, I lost my joke there. Um, all right, so then we have this really great exchange between Benson and Rollins about threesomes. I was like, wait, are we hinting at bisexual Amanda? I really loved this quick little moment where Rollins gets it. Yes. She totally was like, yeah, they're attractive. I know. I was like, wait, I love this. I think that we're like, I mean, we like don't explore that a lot, I feel like. like there's very little LGBTQ representation, especially on our like main squad. So I was like, okay, the fact that we're like getting little seeds, like, that's something. It's very interesting that you point that out because I felt like this episode deliberately tried to go look queer people with right. the you know we with had the couple and the who answered the doorbell yes. too i agree i was like okay like great but right i uh not to spoil the rest of the season but i feel like they intentionally are making choices to be like it's new york there are a lot of queer people yeah definitely but um still no confirmation about barisi <laughs> i mean in we don't. Do we need confirmation? Yes. If Gabby Dunn was here, <laughs> she would confirm it for us. <laughs> um, so we get a um, warrant to search Doctor Heath's. I feel like I need to say his whole Dr. name. Heath Doctor Baron. Heath Barron's uh, home. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I want to just <clears throat> yes, um, point another something out that we just like completely brushed over in this episode, but I thought it was going to like lead to something bigger. So Heath said that. Um, Ava was pretend- pretending to be unconscious because she wanted to pretend to be a living doll. And I was like, wait, why are we not diving into the living doll thing ever? That's later and a That's different... later? Yeah, and a different girl. No, no. Not according to my notes. Your notes are inconsistent. That's when we get the videos. Shoot, I'm so sorry. That's totally fine. My bad. But we get that The living doll thing, though, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, we'll get that would have been really interesting, but... Um, hold that thought. I want to talk about that. Um, because we're almost there. So just got so excited. I'm sorry. We got we get into the medicine cabinet. It's full of drugs that are prescribed from him to her. I thought that was gonna lead us somewhere. Yeah. And it didn't. Um and in the bedroom, Creasy finds this was confusing to me. The uh object that he picks up from what I saw looked like a ball gag with nipple clamps attached. Yeah. Which seems um 
not like the right thing just because of like proportion to where your mouth and nipples right. are. Anatomically interesting. Right. It felt like, I'm going to be so mean, it felt like someone in the props department was like, well, can you tell that these are nipple clamps? And can you tell this is a ball gag? You know, why don't we put we'll them together? Put together. <laughs> and then you'll be like, this is something kinky. There's leather and, and metal. You That's what it felt like to me. Because I went, proportionally, I, you have to adjust that for a body. Like, Yeah, that would be, an, yeah, I don't know. That seems silly. Anyway, sorry, that's my notes were like, who thought of this? Okay, so then he finds in the underwear drawer as well um, the thumb drives, which has names and dates going back 10 years, which takes us to the living doll girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got that a little confused. Totally fine. Um, and she was not Ava. She was someone else. Okay. But I agree that it was interesting because we brought up all these women and we asked them, you know, what happened. And it was interesting that, like, that one claimed to have wanted to be a living doll. And there were other kinks. And I was like, this feels I, I want to explore this more. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, <clears throat> Ooh, this is going to lead us somewhere like really like interesting like that we haven't really seen before well maybe maybe season 21 maybe it perhaps the writers were like i've heard of this kink and threw it in and then <laughs> they just... and they were like oh should we explore it well i don't, I don't know what this I is. i mean we don't know about it yeah this is no one is a thing yeah we just have heard of this kink <laughs> that's what it felt like um so Dr. Heath Barron is talking to Carisi in the interrogation room and is trying to turn him on, I guess. And he's like, who wouldn't want two women melting beneath you? Blah. Yeah, I hated that line. I was like, this he is disgusting. What's funny. For those who haven't noticed, Dr. Heath Barron is uh, Mark Fowerstein, who is amazing and hilarious. Um, you may recognize him from his show Royal Pains, which was on USA Network. Um, or if you're uh, a little bit older than you, you might remember him from Practical Magic. He was, oh yeah, he was the husband. He was uh, Cedar yeah. Book's husband who the um, aunts put the curse on. That's him so true. I didn't even realize that. But yeah, he cute. he has had a very long career, and almost never, I would say, plays this. Yeah, he this doesn't. Was so different. He plays usually pretty like wholesome <laughs> and like the yeah. straight man, and he's like. He got a little bit dark. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a, more than a little bit, I guess. He got I mean, a lot bit dark. It gets darker from here. But I, I really did appreciate seeing him in such a different role. Yeah. I agree. Um, so he's trying to turn on Carisi, oddly. Uh, and Sadie's talking to Benski- Benson and asking. Benson asking becomes Benskin. Benskin. Um, asking her if she's ever made love to a woman. And I... I want an answer. Me too. <laughs> I think they imply that it was no, but like I don't, I don't buy that. I, they have implied a lot that it's no and that she's not into women. If we go back to the episode PC, such she, a good one. She's like, "Do I give off the girl on girl vibe? I'm so surprised." Babs Duffy. Yeah, such a good episode. Great episode. But I, I would like. Um, an answer. A, a true yes or no. You know, I don't even need a yes or no for the past. Well, let's live in the present. In season 21. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's freaking go there. Alex comes back. Yeah. There's a lot of shippers. And I'm like, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Okay. So we track down the other women. They all say it was consensual. And at this moment, I went, I've seen this episode. 
It's season 10, episode 10, Smut, with Michael Trucco and Kelly Hugh, where he rapes the women. He, like, drugs the women and then rapes them, videotapes it. Mm -hmm. And they don't have any memory of it. It felt so similar at this point. Yeah, I get that. Yes, correct. Um, Agreed. So they go on the offensive and go on TV. Ava decides to drop charges. At this point, I've kind of... I was like, well, this episode got to find some new twist because we're we're running in circles. Yeah. That's when Creasy finds an encrypted video. And it's a young girl. And in the background, there are medical books. And then we... Because he's a doctor and she's a baker, in case you guys forgot. (laughs) She's a baker. So that's why there's, like, sugar to maintain freshness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, We find out that this girl, Cece Taylor, went missing from Brooklyn 14 years ago. So Creasy drives to medical school, and we meet this woman that this that Dr. Heath was into. I want more of that. That's the thing. I was, like, a little bit <coughs> not... I mean, I was following it, but I was like, this feels a little bit like of a random diversion to me. Absolutely. I didn't I, feel like it connected <clears throat> quite all the way, to me, at least. I agree. At this point, I went, oh, we're, we're changing directions. We're going somewhere else real weird. Um, Creasy drives to the medical school, talks to this lady... They go um, and visit where Heath used to live. I, at this point, was starting to think, if you're going to throw in a missing girl, then this woman is that missing girl. Mm. So then Benson's visiting with Cece's dad. What the hey? And I thought that was so sad. I felt so bad for me just living with all his plants, <laughs> mourning his daughter, mourning his wife. dead wife. Yeah. Um, and that Cece liked a boy and wasn't popular and she thought it was because she wasn't pretty enough. What the hey? He said it like five times. Yeah. I was like, subtle. I loved also how he was like, she was a good girl. He smoked a little weed, but who doesn't? And I was like, is that going somewhere? We're just like throwing (laughs) that in for like no real reason. And it was the latter. Yeah. Um, so the landlady, uh... Heath's landlady takes Carisi to the basement. Yes. I thought she was shady. Oh, I loved Mrs. Her. Kibble. I thought, she, but I was like, you're like too cooperative. You're too sweet. Like, there's some undertones here, and there wasn't. She was just a nice woman. But I was like, I think that she helped murder the girl. I love this lady. So we get to the basement. We see there's a weird paneling thing. We find a dead body in the wall. At this moment, I went, oh, I guess, I guess Sadie's not Cece. So then we find out the body's not Cece. And then I was like, okay, so I was right. Yeah. So Sadie is Cece. Um, Rollins shows Heath the video. He claims that it was sent to him. Um, and su- they suggest that he had a girl before he found Cece. Benson shows Sadie the video. She says, what the hey? <laughs> and that's when Benson puts it all together. Um, I really like Benson pointing out that he clearly doesn't love her. That's why he keeps bringing other people in. Um, and that then, reminded me of a lot of episodes too. <clears throat> the thing where yeah. they just like keep recycling girls and like use the other girls to lure different ones yes. in. There was, I think a season eight episode. I just remember because Olivia has bangs and I think she was <laughs> undercover. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh yes. It's the one where she's in Oregon. Yes. Um, I love that episode. And she's supposed to be undercover as, um, uh, uh, what's the what's the stupid flower that they keep? Persephone, not yeah. flower. Um, she works in like a co-op flower yes. mart, whatever. She's a hippie. Um, and then 
the she, there's like a guy who died and her group gets blamed and then he was keeping a woman underground yes. and she was the babysitter. Yep. Yeah, I love right that episode. Up. I love that whole little plot line where they have her like be Persephone. Ugh. Oh, I liked it a I lot. It. All right. Um, we have so much still to talk about and we're running out of time. Um, this episode was ripped from the headlines. That is the most shocking thing I've ever heard. Yeah, tell me more, because I did not know that. I didn't either, and here's what's crazy. This is the story of Dr. Grant, I don't know how to say his last name, Robico. Yep, it's R-O-B-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. That's a lot. Yep, he is 38 and a one-time reality TV star. Um, and he was once dubbed Orange County's most eligible bachelor. That's right. He's from L.A. His 31-year-old girlfriend, Sarisa Riley, was a dance instructor. Um, they were uh, there were charges of more than a dozen women have come forward of accusations that they drugged and sexually assaulted women. So it started in 2016. There were two women that came forward, and there were more women that came out. Interesting. Um, so there are sources that say the girlfriend had nothing to do with it, that she was um, a devout Christian, uh, church-going girl. And so then I uh, believe this is the lawyer who said the DA says it was a joint venture for sure. The girlfriend is the one who meets the victim and socializes and introduces them to the victim to the defendant, Grant, um, who then we see engaging in sexual contact with the videos. There doesn't seem to be any lack of participation on her side. Interesting. Um, and then he added the DA, I've been doing this for a long time. I can't remember a couple doing this together. Ooh. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. I loved finding out that it was based on a true story. That's a really yeah. messed up thing to say, but it was a crazy story, and so um, the world we live in is crazy. Yeah, well, they did a good job adapting it, too, because they, they did have their own little flares, like having him do the plastic surgery on CCA to make her look like Sadie. I was like, whoa. I did, like, the line, <clears throat> I just like being beautiful. I was like, oh, this is so cringe, but other I, than that. The thing is, I wanted that, I wanted that storyline to be more um like visible. obvious yeah yeah i agree so i think that you know when when cc's dad is like she you know she liked this boy but she didn't think she was pretty enough and she wasn't popular because she didn't think she was pretty enough i was like we're at the end of the episode and you're introducing this concept yeah um and i know that early on he points out to how beautiful she is when they're on tv he's she says something and his response is isn't she beautiful she just spoke words, sir. Isn't she beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, quality episode. Yes. Who's into it? All right, let's switch gears to Dear Ben. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I was not expecting to love this episode because it was, like, very stone-centric, mm-hmm. obviously. But I didn't think it was half bad for the main plot points. I took some issues with the more personal issue side of it with Olivia that we'll get to. But I thought, like, the concept of the the rapist coming out from hiding after mm-hmm. 25 years and having the copycat, I thought that was kind of kind of intriguing. I feel like had we not already done similar things... Um, there's the episode with uh, Jared Harris, I believe, um, and oh, the girl from um, oh, she was on Raising Hope, and I want to say she was on 
Um, the riches. Hold on, I'm gonna get this. You it's guys like Mini Driver, but she was not. No, but, but the riches is so the, quality the, though. The girl from that. Hold on, you guys. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, Shannon. Um, Shannon. What's her last name? I love her, and I forget her last name now. I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, though. so the episode is Svengali, um, and Shannon Marie Woodward is yes. the actress. Yeah, so he played um, Robert Morton, the serial killer. And then she like becomes a victim, and but she was really doing it, and so it really felt very similar. We've had other cases like this where yeah. there is a serial killer and someone comes back. Yes. Um. So the episode opens with the apartment being a door, the apartment building's uh, door being propped open. And this, I was like, I want to talk about like like let's deal with this situation where this bitch thinks it's okay to leave her apartment building propped open. Yeah. Dude, no. I don't of, care if you're just walking your dog. Just bring your keys. Yeah, safety it's not hazard. hard. Because what happens if someone else came? Like, you're going to lock yourself out. Exactly. Dumb. I got so mad. Anyway. Um, so we find out that the woman, a woman who was annoyed about the door, she gets uh, raped. Her name's April. Her husband, Gavin, is tied up in the kitchen with a stack of plates. And when they come in, it says Infinity 23 NYPD 0. It's been 25 years since the Infinity Rapist, who... Um, between 81 and 94, was raping women, doing this thing where he'd put the plates on the... Um, I thought that guy. was an interesting MO. Such a um, weird thing to say. Clever yeah. move. Yeah, it was... Because I had never even thought about that. I don't think we've had <clears throat> something like that mm-hmm. in this show before. And I was like, what's with the plates? I don't understand. And then they were talking about it. I was like, oh. It's so yeah. smart. Oh, Yeah. Not to, like, applaud. To be, like, be uh, creepy, but yeah. that was... I mean, the writing was good, I feel like, yes. for, for that aspect. So clever. Um, so, in this rape of April, there's no DNA, but there were two hairs on the bed. We go back to the old cases. Stone um, discovers that his father was on the Infinity Task Force. <gasps> but his notes, his most recent notes are of 2017, um, which is interesting because... The case ended in 94, or went cold in 94. This is a white whale. Yeah. Um, And there's, for some reason, a photo of Stone and his dad from when he was seven. So we find out that it was a copycat, the difference being that the Infinity Infinity Rapist wanted the victims to sound like they enjoyed it, while this one wanted wanted April to be silent. And it's 25 years to the date. We look, (laughs) for some reason, Wikipedia is the solution to this. Of course. Um, and it was updated two hours before the assault by someone called Real Infinity 20. I wrote that down too. I was like, hmm, what a username. I wonder if his plan was to do another one or if he was just like going to do this one and, and sit and wait for them. And just like keep changing the name. Yeah, like that's why it's silly that he would put 23. I just feel like it was, and he was dumb. I mean, he was dumb. <laughs> Well, his sister was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, I was like, she hates this guy. She's, she's like, welcome to it. It was like, whatever he did, it probably did. Here you go. We had so many good secondary characters in these two episodes. I want her, the lady from the other episode. Mrs. Kibble. Yeah, I want them in an episode Give together. Give me my spinoff. They're funny. They're funny. Because they're like, come on in. Come on in. Yeah, I like it. That's the buddy comedy we deserve. (laughs) So he's like, I wonder if it took you so long. Call me Infinity. No! I will not be doing that. No. Um, So his name is Carl Patton. In his collection, 
There's a letter from Infinity to Ben Stone. Here's a part where I got a little confused. During arraignment, he, his lawyer says he's pleading not guilty. Meanwhile, Carl Patton is going, I should be charged for 23. (laughs) You're only charging me for one. That guy was so obnoxious. He really was. He, like, really was. He needs some help. I I don't know. I I don't think that this is, like, a... uh, They were talking earlier about if he had, like, an an insanity defense, and I don't think so. He's just the worst. He's just terrible. Yeah. Um, Agreed. All right, so... Meanwhile, Claire Newbery, the author of the Infinity Books, wants an interview with Stone. She's written three. Or she's written two? Three. She's written three, and yeah. she's writing fourth. <laughs> how many, how, like, how much information <clears throat> is there on this guy? I mean, obviously a not. Lot. <laughs> a lot, apparently. She's written that many books. I imagine that the second and third book are very repetitive of the first. Yeah, because I'm like... Unless the first came out, like, when he started... Yeah. I imagine it was when he started a few years later and then after it went cold. But I can't imagine that the the third book has good info. Right? I'm like, you must have run out. I mean, you can keep doing interviews, but you would think that you would have spent the time doing that for the first book. Right, but also, if you are getting that much info, maybe you should help the cops. Yeah. Claire was obnoxious. Yes. Um, So, Carisi and Stone that have drinks... Um, and Infinity mentions Stone in the letter, and he thinks that maybe he took that photo, and he remembers this time where his dad sent him and his sister away for the summer, and he was so mad at him. Okay. (laughs) He's the son of a DA. Like, he grew up in this world, and it surprises me that it it took him till now to put it all together. Like, I think if you ask Stabler's kids um, why, like, um, when he was teaching, uh, I want to say it was, Kathleen, when he was teaching her soccer, helping her with soccer, and he was trying to explain the like virginity thing, like yeah. you gotta guard it, you gotta guard it because there are predators. <laughs> and she was like, "Dad, I'm a virgin." Do you remember that? Episode? Yes, I do. She put it together, yeah, because she understands that her dad deals with like these kinds of crimes. So the idea that Stone is he that bright? He's supposed to be. He's <clears> supposed <throat> to be. Um. Anyway, Claire Newberry has it an interview with new infinity and she's like, well, he could be dead. So infinity gets mad and rapes her and then writes me, me. The the graffiti was just (laughs) stunning. The thing that I think at this point I'm about, I'm like, there's an old man walking around with spray paint. Right? Like this seems sketch. Yeah. That's silly. Um, so she baited the real Infinity out of retirement. I feel like he should have murdered his copycat. Like, yeah, sure, oh, yeah. rape her for a saying that he could be dead. But murder the other guy. Yeah. That guy just, deserves I mean, is something. is he just chilling? Like, what did happen to the other guy? He's in jail. Okay. For one count of rape. Yeah. All right. I um, guess that's that, that's that on that. So during the rape, he says, I'm alive, you bitch. And she knows he's old because he had old, old man, man breath. breath. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to hold up, but okay. <laughs> Great. Um, so they go and find, they go to find more letters or uh, Sona's looking for more letters. Chris and Finn go to a broker to collect everything infinity. Um, I got to tell you all, this actor, Stephen Marcus, you may recognize him. From 
two other episodes. Oh, he's a repeat repeat offender. Yeah, but he always he's like um like the guy the wax man the guy with the issue with the ears. Oh yeah, he's always there to like give you some info and has nothing to do with the crime. Yeah. So um, Stephen Marcus was in Privilege, which I just was watching the other day, which is season four, episode seventeen, and Pixies, which is two nine, which was my first. Oh, so he's, it's been a while. Yeah, we haven't seen him since season four. Oh, welcome back. Yeah, but I was like that voice. Yeah. Because he's got a very distinct voice. I love how this just reminded <clears throat> me, like, the whole letter thing. What was the movie that just came out with Melissa McCarthy, um, where she pretends... Oh, um, uh, Lee Israel, the one about yeah, Lee Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank, thank you, you so you. much. But I was just, like, getting those vibes during those scenes. I was like, oof, where's Melissa? <laughs> You're so Sorry, funny. I was muted. For the viewers, can oh. you ever forgive me? Yes, You just thank told you. us that? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was keeping I was giving you guys the exclusive. Oh, thank you. Can you ever forgive me? Yes, that's what it's called. Thank you, Steph. That's funny. Um, all right. So they pulled DNA from a stamp, and Carisi sends it to a genealogy website, which gave permission. Um, the woman that it matched with gave permission to be contacted with any matches. We meet this woman, Amy. Oh, Amy. Um. <clears throat> Amy's parents are dead. She has no cousins. She has a sister in SF. She has one uncle, Uncle Edgar. He's 68. He was a cable repaired man, and he got married in 94. Dun, dun. Um, she doesn't want to give them his address. And she's like, is this even legal? And at this moment, I went, no! Yeah, no. No! None of this is legal. But it was smart. It was so smart. It also... Just for anyone who has not yet given their DNA to any of these Ancestry or 23andMe, don't! I know, and I'm so curious. Because this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm starting to sound like Munch, but this is why you don't give your DNA to companies like, give us your DNA! Yeah, I thought this was going to be a bigger part of this episode, to be honest. Because I thought it would be like more <clears throat> of like a legal case where they discuss the... Because right. there's some of those episodes where they discuss, like, the new technology and, like, whether this... Because it's not a law yet, so, like, what do we think about this? Sure. So the next part, right, Finn goes off and Creasy stays to make sure that she doesn't warn him. I think that was something we should have also addressed. I loved it, though. He was like, I'm gonna need to stay here. Because also... No? Uh, um, there, there, there are legal issues there. Uh, illegal search and seizure. He doesn't have a warrant. He cannot be forced into her home. She could ask him to leave at any time. She wasn't smart enough. Well, she was. She was like, I'm calling a lawyer. So he claims there's legal precedent in Florida and California, and they make reference to another case, the Golden State Killer, um, which is, interestingly enough, uh, similar to... There's connection with this storyline and that. So it's not necessarily writ from the headline, but it's referred to and adjacent yes um and then in the previous cases they didn't identify themselves as law enforcement when they entered the their the dna into the um service the judge throws it out because of fourth amendment issues and everything is evidence Uh, all the evidence is now fruit from the poisonous tree and the charges are dismissed i wanted that yeah i agree I i was like great we've caught him we've put it all together I don't need any more of this stone in his dad crap. I want to talk about the fact that we're using these DNA services. Yeah, I agree. Maybe that's something they'll bring back. Because there's so much to 
debate on that, I feel like. Right. And I, I, I want Munch to show up. Yeah, agreed. Like, it's a special, it's just like a special appearance. Right. I agree. Because this feels like something he, years ago, would have been like, no, don't do it. Yeah. He's been warning us the whole time. Did we listen? <laughs> um, Amy didn't. So... Charges are dropped. Um, Infinity says to uh, Stone, "Your, Your father, father would have done better." Yep. You're meets, thank you. Creasy meets with Amy. My uncle isn't calling me back, and then she says, "He picked me up from school." She's like, "DNA doesn't lie, does it?" No, girl. Have you watched the show? Homescale. I do believe in science. Ugh. Um, so then we hear this story. He stayed with us uh, for a few months when I was six. He'd wake up in the middle of the night screaming, I can't listen, make it stop. It turns out that his grandparents were alcoholics who fought, and some nights grandpa would make them listen while he raped grandma. I thought that Edgar hurt Amy. I really was like, I mean, that's like the easy assumption, I think. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ooh, I bet that Amy was hurt by him. She's like repressing it. I'm surprised that he hadn't. Yeah. Um, I also think... This idea that he's making someone listen to a, some their loved one getting raped reminds me of um, the episode, I can't remember the name of the episode, but I can remember Harken to the Ark, um, with the author from Louisiana, the children's author, who like is schizophrenic and kidnaps um, little girls to save them from being raped and yeah. then rapes them thinking he's saving his sister. Yes. Um, That's a crazy one. Yeah. It really reminded me of that with this idea that, like, he's doing this thing because it was a thing that he heard happen, Mm -hmm. which I don't know enough about, like, the psychology behind rapists, but it that seems odd to me. Yeah. But that, I mean, that is everything though. I mean, that happens with abuse too. Like, if you, you know, grow up with, like, abusive parents, like, you you usually like go towards like abusive so i i definitely understand if i saw my father beat my mother i might be attracted to men who would beat me i totally understand that i don't understand if i saw my father beat my mother and then i started okay that's yeah that's true that is true i don't know about that either but i bet there is some weird psychological thing to it that said maybe if i was a man it would be different yeah. Maybe. Um, all right, so... <laughs> That's a theme of this episode, too. We'll love, get there. We will get there soon. All right, so Infinity saw Ben Stone, um, Stone's dad, as a father figure. I thought that was so strange. I agree. In a way. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, <clears throat> how much older would his father would have been then? Like, the age was, like, a little bit weird to me. Like, how much older would... would Ben have been from Infinity. Not um, that much older, right? So, uh, Ben, I guess not. That's the thing. That's what, that was like what was throwing me up. I, I would mean, say he's maybe 20 years older than him. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I guess. Right. But... So if, if Stone is, is 40, let's say, Infinity is 60. I'm giving us easy numbers. 40, 60. So then Ben died at 80. Yeah. That seems ish reasonable. Yeah. I don't know. I would have thought there would have been more of an age gap, I guess. So then he was real young when he started doing these rapes? Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, he wasn't real young. No, but in my math, he would have been. Yeah. Girl, I don't know. I don't know. I was just, I, I think math. that's what threw me off is because I guess that, you know, Edgar was, like, so old in this episode right. that I was like, oh, it's strange that So he's... then maybe he saw him, because he saw how he was with his own son that he, like... That's, yeah, maybe that's true. Let's go with that. 
Um, all right, so... Threw me off a little. Yeah. So, um, Stone tells Benson in front of Infinity, because they get him in for a suspended license, that, um, that his dad was obsessed and he kept everything. And he knew everything about in, um, Infinity's child's, uh, childhood and everything, but that Infinity clearly didn't know anything about Ben. Um, which I was he like... He didn't play golf. Yeah, the <laughs> idiot sent a card with golf clubs. I was like, this is... Dumb. This is yeah. Um, it wasn't about you. You didn't have a relationship. It was about the the women. Um, okay. And then yeah. So and then they go on a whole tangent about him and miss Peter's baseball game. I was like, have not we not heard this story like right. eight times? So, so Stone's dad missed his game, and he was a moody teen about it, and they never talked about it. And it turned out that Infinity had struck the night before, and Ben's like, it's time to forgive him. I. I don't, we don't, here's, Ben Stone was not a character on this show. Yes. He is not someone that we care about, and we have not yet started caring about Stone himself, right? If we heard about Barba, because we cared about him and his parents, that mattered to us. When, if we, you know, when we heard about Casey's ex-husband who was schizophrenic, mm. who we'd never met, that mattered oh, to us. that's such a good that's the harken to the ark. Yeah. Um, so that's we we when we care about the character, we'll care about their p- parent or family member we've never met. It's like they're falling back on the fact that they think everyone has watched the mothership, which at this point I don't think is true at all. Right. Um, Sorry. No, I also think it's not it's not fair to try to make us care about his father that we've never met. Or people in Chicago. <laughs> we care about the ones that have crossed over. Yeah. That we've seen. Um, so it, it's it really felt out of place. And this episode did not get me even more involved in Stone. Agreed. I thought the actual case was, was interesting, though. Yes. I'll give it that. I would have liked more about this DNA thing. Yeah, me too. That direction would have been cool. Um, so let's quickly touch on the Noah stuff. Your favorite. Yeah, so the episode opens with Stone playing ball with Noah, and Benson's all worried about his behavior, and then she says something that I think you would like to address. Maybe he needs some masculine energy. Like, okay, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you also don't have masculine energy. Also, you know? she's got some masculine That's what I'm energy. saying. Like, she has masculine energy. Like, it doesn't, I don't know, like, your sex and gender don't automatically just, you know, dictate what kind of, the only kind of energy you have. I also feel like it's kind of an insult to lots of single moms. Yes. To lesbian moms. Yes. Um, I have friends, they are raising a son. They don't need extra masculine energy. Exactly. Um, I think it was really ridiculous. And then, here's the weirdest part. The episode then, at the end, she's talking to Noah, um, and she says, we all get in bad moods sometimes, and that's okay, but sometimes it's not about Lucy or Olives or homework. And I was like, oh, you want us to remember that he threw these fit these last few episodes? Like, maybe, I mean, when we were watching it back-to-back, sure, but at this point, I was like, oh, yeah, that time the Olives. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, the fact that he sat on the couch like that, I was like, how are you not yelling at him to get off the couch like that? <laughs> so, she says, sometimes it's not about all your homework, we're upset about something else. So, there's, her job is to talk to people who are upset about something, 
And then she like almost always goes, something happened. There's something else going on. It's not what they're talking about. It's something else. You didn't pick up on this on your son? (laughs) That he's throwing a fit about olives and you didn't pick up that something else was going on? And think to go, it's okay to be upset and sometimes we are and here's, you know, the solution. Okay, so turns out it's about some Jeremy, whoever the F that is. Um, he keeps asking about my dad, and I told him he's in heaven. Did he love me? Yeah, kid. <laughs> um, someday when you're older, I'll tell you all about him. But for now, it's just team you and me. I appreciated that moment. But then we undercut it. Because Stone arrives to play catch. I'm sorry. Why? Like, if anyone's going to come over, it's going to be Finn. It's going to be Amanda. It's not going to be Peter Stone. I also am like, Barbara's not going to come back. That's the thing. Like Uncle Rafa? I guess he plays baseball. He's the only one that knows how to play baseball. He's his coach. But I, <laughs> what I didn't like, so Stone comes and she's like, oh, is something wrong? And he goes, I'm not here for you. And then, like, walks past her. And is like, can we, can, let's go play ball. And she's like, okay, no, sir. I'm not here for you. I want to take him to play ball. Is that okay, mother of this child? <laughs> right? Even Yale knows that. Yeah. <laughs> Even you know that. You ask you a parent's permission. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh. yeah. You ask a parent's permission. Agreed. Um, so... It's just team you and me, except Stone. But then also this other guy. Right. Who's not your father, who will never be your father, who is of no interest to your mother, who has his own daddy issues. Yeah, he's going to show up and play ball with you. Also, I believe it's evening, right? Like, she's come home from work. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know. I know that she came home early. He was like, you're home early. Why? But it's still evening, right? He's home from school, so it's after 3 p.m. He has homework, Peter. (laughs) It just felt like a... I'm not... No, you can't play with my kid in the evening. Isn't it also, like, January in New York? That's fair. It's cold. How are you playing baseball? They were playing at the beginning. It was wet, but it wasn't... Which was also... I was like, he's gonna slip and fall. Um, It wasn't snowy. All right. Fine. Okay. Um, I'll allow it. <laughs> all right. We have one more minute, and here's what we got to tell you. Next episodes that we are going to cover will be on Wednesday at 9 p.m. That's right. We are messing with the schedule. So uh, Wednesday, 9 p.m., we're discussing... Oh, thank you. We're discussing Season 20, Episode 13, A Story of More Woe, and Season 20, Episode 14, Part 33, which I believe... Oh, that was divisive. I haven't seen it, but I know it was divisive. It was very divisive, but I also believe it's a milestone episode. Oh. Which is why it is done incredibly different than every other episode. Awesome. Um, So join us on Wednesday at 9, but until then, where can everyone keep up with you? Yes, you guys can find me and the Twitter poll of oh, the right. week. Tell us about the poll. What's your favorite kinky SVU episode? Ridicule, bombshell, 25 Axe, plastic. I'm going to say mine. I love me some bombshell. I like 25 Axe too, but I love me some bombshell. Um, <laughs> find me and vote in that poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I'm also hosting the Dead to Me After show right after this, so come watch that too. Thanks. Um, I'm Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I do not have a poll going. I don't know what my answer would be because I love 25 Acts. Yeah. It's the first Barba episode. It was based on 50 Shades. Like it was inspired by it was 50 great. Shades. 
Bombshell is twin cess though. Yeah, like Bombshell is so good. Oh, great episodes, both of these. Um, yeah, I'm torn between those two. Can't decide. So no poll on my Twitter and no other after shows, but I will see you here Wednesday, 9 p.m. Pacific time to talk a story of more woe and part 33. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 